0: He created them male and female. So I think it has, you need to have both. You need to have both in a family. That's what makes it healthy. That balance. You need to have both in a business in a factory, a sports team, a nation. It doesn't matter organization, whatever you're doing. You need to have that, the balance. You need to to have the balance of of what the feminine brings and what the masculine brings. And that's why the title of this series is that we need each other much more than you could ever imagine if we want a healthy world, a healthy life, a healthy environment, a healthy family, all of it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn and grow in your walk with God, and it is something that we can't do for you. It is instead something that you have to do on your own, but we can be there to guide you. We can be there to encourage you. We can be there to challenge you, (laughs) but it's ultimately a journey that you have to do and take. And we are so excited to come alongside you as you take that journey. My name is Jesse Mayer. I will be your host and we can't do the Salty Pastor podcast without the Salty Pastor back (laughs) from Kansas. Yes. Dr. Douglas (laughs) Peak,
0: Here to help you walk with
1: God. I feel like you're making fun <laughs> of me, pastor.
0: Ah, <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was hilarious. Good to be here everybody. I do have <clears throat> a little bit of a cold. So, just a head cold. Um, my son says I'm allergic to Kansas. That's why I got this. Uh, well, it's good you I don't, live in Idaho yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think it's allergies. It's mostly just the classic head cold.
1: Well, we're glad you're back. Um, We did have um, Dr. Proctor um, give a sermon on Sunday and he was great. I think a lot of people really enjoyed him and um, he gave a a great description of what men are called to do, whether they're being passive or active in their their manhood. And then he, he challenged them to... Um, look at Genesis and, and follow what God says, which is a man should provide, protect and lead. Yes. And so, um, I will say though, he actually did come up to me afterwards and in prepping to come here to foothills, he did listen to some episodes of the salty pastor and he says he's a fan. So oh, wow. we That's got Dr. Awesome. Proctor's, uh, seal of approval on the salty Pastor. Shout so. out
0: to Dr. Proctor, another, uh. You know, another, uh, listener,
1: another listener, another guy that's looking to still grow, even though he's well along his faith, he's he's president
0: of a a Bible college. yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's a, that's a statement as well Is that we, I don't think we touch on often enough is that even us, we are still growing. All of us continue to grow. This is not a thing that you do for a little while and then you're like, yep, I've hit my limit. We're yes, done. It's, yes. a, it's a lifelong experience. Yes, right? it's a
0: journey. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we've been talking about men for the last couple of weeks. Yes, the future is um, male and female. And Dr. Proctor talked a, uh, about the kind of what an authentic manhood should look like. Yes. What are we talking about this week? Are we are well, are we are we <laughs> dipping our toe into dangerous waters? Should I yes, leave? Yes, no, guess no. Question.
0: We are going to talk about the 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 significance of women or the feminine.
1: Now, um, Pastor Doug, I I noticed that on my notes, we don't have any woman listed to come talk about this (laughs) and there's no additional mic set up today. Uh, do you believe that's wise?
0: (laughs) Well, this is, I believe is part of the problem in that is in today's world, there's a massive amount of women speaking to women. You know, it's like, it's, it's massive, Mm. uh, self-help books and women speaking on women's issues is just massive. I mean, it's a huge market. There's a massive amount of women speaking to men. I mean, women go around and they're constantly telling men, you know, what to do, how to be and so forth. But the kind of the, uh, prevailing wind of our culture today is that men are kind of the problem. And so men shouldn't speak to women, and this, of course, is a falsehood, because we don't have very many men speaking to women. It's this uh, this uh, ridiculous myth that's cropped up, and that is, is that a hundred years ago, there was men dictating to women everything, and of course that wasn't true, but it built into this cultural uh, perception this narrative this narrative so so men are afraid to talk to two women ab- about who they think they ought to be and so you don't ever you don't see that very much anymore so
1: so uh the salty pastor is going where angels fear to tread and you're going to tell women how to be women.
0: No, 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 no. I would not do that.
1: That's (laughs) dangerous. I think we have saved ourselves. Yes. I'm just going to
0: point out what the Bible says. I'm just going to point out what the Bible actually says, but I will give you the male or masculine perspective about what the Bible is teaching to women.
1: So, well, I think that sounds like a much better plan and we won't get a, riots outside the (laughs) recording studio by the end of it. So so where are we starting with this, this journey into what the Bible says about
0: women? Well, I think, uh, we're, I was going to go to a famous passage called Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. These 21 verses articulate kind of what a really great woman is. And a lot of times what people have done and, uh, is basically saying, I think a lot of women teachers have done this. Is that, well, here's all the qualities that women should aspire to. Mm. And of course the difficulty with that is in what research says is that women, uh, struggle with affirmation and in, in value. It's like, how do I fit? And then they see this list of all these things and they're like, oh my goodness, how would I ever obtain all of that? And so right. I'm going to have a different approach on it today and what I'm going to do is I'm going to use these virtues that he talks about to illustrate the importance of being feminine the import, the, the, the the critical importance of the female image of God in the world today. So that's where we're going to start and his, in verses uh kind of 1 through 3 he starts off he says a wife of noble character who can find She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. And she brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. So one of the reasons why it's really important for you to embrace your feminine qualities is because the feminine image of God, which is, uh, made manifest in you as a female is that it focuses on character. You know, uh, research says that females in general, you can find an outlier, but in general, 90, you know, 8% or whatever, tend to be more interested in people. right? And and what happens is males or masculine tend to be more interested in things. Mm. And so what this means is that character is what the feminine really brings to the human. Uh, reality, and that is your, your character is what ensures that people are treated well, that people are valued. When you when you work on your character, first and foremost, you're valuing yourself, right? Number two is that when people have good character, then society gets along better. Families do better when everybody in it um, has high character. And so, and this is what the female or the feminine image of God Uh, brings to the table and that's why it's so important and so strong and powerful is because he says right here is that it's about the nobility of character and you got to find
1: it because it's really important. So what would be the masculine counterpart to this, uh, competition? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so because, you know, men tend to be more wired towards uh, productivity and in the masculine is competition. You know, we they compete with each other, mm-hmm. right? You see this amongst boys, you know, everything is always competition. And there's a story that I, I like to tell about <clears throat> a young mom and she was trying to get her uh, five-year-old son to drink his milk. And she says, you need to drink your milk. It's really important. And he goes, no. So she's having this, you know, power struggle. She goes, I can't believe I'm in a power struggle with a five-year-old, you know? (laughs) And so dad walks in and she goes, could you tell him that he needs to drink his milk? And so dad doesn't say anything, but you know what he does? He walks over, he grits the gallon of milk out of the fridge, and then he gets a glass and he sits down. And he just, and the little boy's looking at his dad, wondering what he's doing. he pours himself a glass of milk and he gets it right to the same level, same glass as his son. And he goes, I'll race you. And he grabs the milk and the son grabs his milk and they start chugging this milk, right? (laughs) And then, and then he beats his son and his son slams the thing down and he goes, best two out of three. (laughs) So mom could not get him to drink the milk, but see, dad understood boys are what? They're wired to be competitive. Right. If you know, you turn chores into a competition, if you turn, you know, if you turn these things into a competition, what happens is boys will compete. Right. And yet, uh, the emphasis of females though is, well, you don't do something to win. You do something because it's right. Mm. And so even though you can learn character in competitive environments, um, that's why the feminine is so important is because it focuses on character. Because it in the development of character. So that's the first thing he says. And then if you go on in verse 13, he talks about the other aspect of what's so important about the feminine and why it's so significant. Listen to verse 13. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. So what, what the feminine brings to the table is a desire to meet the needs of everybody in the household or in the community. Research points out that females are much more agreeable and community oriented than males. So in many cases, the feminine is the glue that holds a family together. You know, I mean, you can have a great family that that is very accomplished, but it's the mom who's the glue, you know, she holds it together. And I think right. families that have lost mothers often raise children who um, are emotionally behind the eight ball. It takes them much longer to grow up mature. They, they may not lack, or they may not have the social skills in the community capacity socially that they would have had it without if they had a mother. So people, um, if you're raised without a father, it's a problem. If you're raised without a mother, it's a problem. And that's why I think the future is male and female. We need both. We need the masculine and we need the feminine.
1: So would the masculine counterpart to this be kind of an individual responsibility, like an emphasis on individuals pulling their weight rather than this community mindedness that the feminine brings into this? Yeah. You
0: know, I mean, competition and then the masculine side says, Hey, you need to be responsible for yourself. And, and, um, that makes it possible to meet the needs of the community when everybody is involved in, in doing the thing. And then, so that's why there's such a wonderful balance there. You know, the dad is saying, come on, get up, pull your own weight. And mom is saying, okay, let's make sure everybody's taken care of. Right. Um, In verse 16, you see the, the next thing that's so powerful uh, in the world today that the feminine brings to the table. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night in her hand. She holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. So the feminine, you know, if you don't understand that last phrase, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. If you don't know what that is, then you don't understand what he's saying in this chunk, what he's saying is that females have this incredible capacity to develop skills of all types. And it's proven that females, uh, in their brains are wired in such a way that they're able to multitask, uh, much better than men. Men have focus, right? They have this this capacity to categorize situations, issues, challenges, or problems. I mean, a guy can have a really big problem in one area of his life and he can just kind of shut that door and go to work and do his own thing, you know, and not think about it or worry about it until he gets home. And then boom, he opens that door and it's problems. Women tend to not be able to do that. Women develop a uh, multiple skills all at once because of this capacity to multitask, the phrase distaff and spindle. Is the distaff was a stick, right? A big stick. Mm-hmm. What they would do is they would take the wool from the lambs and they would, once they treated the wool, they would brush it out and wash it. They would put it and it would look like a big gigantic Q-tip. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then a spindle was a piece of wood that had a weight on the bottom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then what they would do is they would, they would spin that right. And it starts spinning. And so in one hand she's holding the distaff, in the other hand, she's she's basically making yarn
1: right. out she's of it. She's spinning out the wall. She's spinning wall out the wall usable into yarn. Form. Yeah, yeah, into a
0: usable form. And so when people who know how to use this, they say, well, what the spindle does is it gives you a third arm. Mm. So so you you start to see the imagery is that, okay, this is quite a skill, you know. Um, men have men have great skill in uh taking their their dexterity and focusing it on one thing like hunting or shooting uh, pool, uh, these types of things is because you're using all of your skills focused on one thing, but, uh, the distaff and the spindle is like playing the drums, you got to, you know, each thing is moving in its own independent way all at once.
1: Well, and we see this when I was teaching dance regularly, I would almost always have to be teaching the guys their footwork, but the girls would be able to invert it because they have to do everything backwards we do backwards <laughs> yeah. and in heels. <laughs> and, yeah. And they're learning and, and proceeding past them. So I almost always was saying, you know, anytime I call something out or I'm teaching something, assume it's the guy's version of it because you girls are so good at learning so quickly and inverting and, and, and kind of recompiling this information into something else that that I very rarely had to go unless it was something completely separate and different, that it's just something the way their brains are wired, that they are able to do this significantly better than men.
0: And that's really important.
1: Yes, absolutely. very powerful. I think. And so with the feminine having this proclivity for multitasking and the masculine, having a proclivity to focusing on one thing at a time, why is it? Why is this important? Why didn't God just make us all good at both things? <laughs> like it feels like that should be the, the better option to make us work. I don't know better.
0: Well, I mean, if you go back to the creation account, it says that, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and then he created, you know, the day and the night, and then he created the water and the land and then he created the vegetation and the animals. And then he created, he, he's man. big into
1: these twos, both halves thing.
0: Yeah. You know, you kind of see that as he's doing, he separates this, does that. And he gets to man and. And he creates Adam and he goes, you know, this is the only thing that's not good. Mm. You know, Everything else was perfect. And this is not good because we don't have this, this, the power of the feminine is mm. not present. And so what he did is he says in verse 27, in the image of God, he created them. And that's a very important pronoun there. It's a plural. He created them, male and female. So I think it has. You need to have both. You need to have both in a family. That's what makes it healthy. That balance. You need to have both in a business in a factory, a sports team, a nation. It doesn't matter organization, whatever you're doing. You need to have that, the balance you need to to have the balance of, of what the feminine brings and what the masculine brings. And that's why the title of this series is that we need each other much more than you could ever imagine if we want a healthy world, a healthy life, a healthy environment, a healthy family, all of
1: it. Absolutely. Well, do, does Proverbs have any more to share about this? Um, well, yeah, let's keep feminine? going. Verse
0: 20, um, <clears throat> we can kind of see what else there is there. And that is verse 20 says, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. So the feminine ensures compassion and care for everybody. She's like taking care of everybody, making sure that they are good. And it's really interesting when you watch shows where there's teams, you know, uh, and, or there's groups of people that have to work It's a very subtle thing, but when you watch movies and stuff like that, um, like in the Avengers, you know, you have the Avengers, and it's really interesting because the counterpart to the Hulk is what? Bruce Banner, right? But in Bruce Banner is the one that seems to care for all the people. So he takes on that motherly role, right. you know, like that one time when you know he gives him his tacos, you know, they're and they always yeah. use food. Yep. You know, kind of a thing. And um you look at uh Uh, you know, a lot of science fiction does this. I was watching a a science fiction show called the expanse and they have this little group that had this spaceship that they had gotten and uh, the pilot took on that role and making sure everybody was eating, sleeping, doing all that kind of stuff like that. And so, so even when they try to get away from it, they can't. And that is, is that you have to have the balance of the feminine and the masculine, and that is. She, the feminine always ensures care and compassion for all because, you know, pure efficiency, pure productivity is, it just kind of runs out of gas.
1: Well, and I mean, I, I, we see this even just yesterday, I was leading our, our staff huddle. Um, because you and pastor Harvard, they're out. And so I, I, my, in my brain, I'm like, okay, well, let's just make this task list and we'll just hit the things and go really quick and we'll be done in 10 minutes. And I even told, uh, Steve Botsford, our youth pastor, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be done in 10 minutes. And then when I got into the meeting, I was like, no, we need to like talk about, well, how did things go? And like, and, and I'm like, you know, that human element, the compassion and caring and not just going, okay, well, here are the things we have to get done this week. Okay, bye, 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 bye. And that's what makes, I think. You know, church and, and a healthy environment different is when you do care about the people as well as the, the things that need to get done. And so that's something that the feminine brings, um, more naturally than I had to physically tell myself, okay, don't just rush through this task list. Let's talk through, you know, the importance of everyone's days and how everything happened and what we could. You know how things went and so i think the feminine brings that much more naturally and 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 typically into these situations i mean the masculine idea usually the counterpart to that would be you know cowboy yeah. up or cowboy shrug it, off. Shrug I mean, it off it off, just yeah, a scratch just it's just a scratch it's just yeah. a flesh
0: wound it's just a flesh wound <laughs> that's a reference
1: that is a, a reference, reference everyone but, um but i mean that's kind of the idea right is like yeah. that's typically the male response to things Versus the feminine response is more like, are you okay? How can I help you? Things of that nature that comes yeah. more naturally to them.
0: Well, and it's really interesting, but you look at the history of the development of modern medicine and the caring for people and a lot of the four runners of medicine, you know, and what they did is, uh, was, was a lot of men involved in the process and they tended to see it as a puzzle to fix, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, well, this causes this. And da, 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 And it was very sterile. Yeah. Not they, they, there was
1: no bedside manner. There was
0: no bedside manner, none of that. And so then women got involved and then, and, and then they be, they, cause they realized that you, you know, that, that caring for them and monitoring them and doing all this stuff was just as important as critical as like maybe the surgery or the, right. the administration of a medication or whatever that, that That made a huge, that human component made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And today, you know, can a woman be a doctor? Sure. Can a a man be a nurse? Sure. But overall, women migrate towards nursing because that's, there's a lot more care involved. Uh, it used to be now it's not as much. It's changed. Well, but but, the
1: whole idea of the bedside manner came from the feminine. Yes. Ideology. So whether they're actively, you know, whichever gender is fulfilling, whichever role, the whole ideology of bedside manner came from the feminine side being of it. Involved yeah. in yeah. the whole process, which right? is
0: critical to convalescence yes. and getting healthy. So, and, and look, the other thing that the feminine brings verse 23 is. Uh, Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. So the feminine sees the, uh, sees the success of those around them and they cheer for that. You know, that's what I get out of this. She's, you know, she's making garments, her husband, she supplies the merchants so that the merchants have something to sell and they, you know, and I I was thinking about what this is like and, you know, beauty pageants are just so unique to me. And that is, is that, you know, these women are all cheering each other on. There's only one winner. And then, you know, the final five get up there and they're all just sitting there cheering and as soon as they announce the winner, you know, the winner starts crying goes, ah, and then all the other girls do
1: what? They celebrate them.
0: They celebrate them and they, yo, we're so happy for you, blah, blah, blah. Could you imagine guys doing beauty pageant, you know? They'd
1: be shoving each other off the yeah, stage. Yeah, they'd be shoving the <laughs> they'd be like, Bad call, bad call. Get <laughs> out of here. Best the, two out of three. They always do the line of if, <laughs> if so-and-so cannot perform her task, then so-and-so will, the, the yeah. runner-up will take the place. Those guys would be actively attempting to yeah. <laughs> shove that <laughs> That's person right. off the front of the I'm stage. I'm taking out of me.
0: Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. Yeah, because they're so competitive, you know, and so they'd be talking trash to each other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he says, yeah, he didn't win that. He, 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 he can't walk in heels. Look at that. You know, I mean, it just be, I mean, just thinking <laughs> about that, in ridiculous. Your brain, it's ridiculous. And so I think that's really important to understand is, um, that that's the difference is that you need both, Absolutely. you can't have but in the, and that's why the power of the feminine is so important is that it really cheers on the victory of everybody, but at the other side, the masculine says you need to compete and try to win. And do and show up and do your best. And so those two together, I think is what makes communities and families and relationships in the world in which we live. So
1: awesome. Absolutely. I mean, it's r- that, that compassion and the support that they um, demonstrate. That's a great feminine quality. And the desire to see everyone cared for, but you know, you also need the other side with the masculine quality of taking responsibility for yourself and the competitiveness and, and not being a burden on the others, because if we were only all one way, you know, if we were all only all compassionate, we'd create titled, entitled, spoiled people. And if we were only the, you know, only do it for yourself, whatever, we'd have miserable, angry, individual hermit people that didn't want to care about each other. So we need both sides. We need
0: both. Yeah. And it's really interesting. In verse 25, you know, the writer continues on even more things that the feminine brings to the table. He says she is clothed with strength and dignity. So I know most women want to be strong. Right. And so, well, how do you get strong? Well, it has more to do with dignity than anything else. Mm. She can laugh at the days to come. And that was a phrase that basically is saying is that she's not worried about tomorrow and most women struggle with anxiety about tomorrow in the future. Right. It says she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, her children arise and call her blessed her husband also. And he praises her many women do noble things. He says, but you surpass them all. So the, the feminine sees the future of relationships and community and the importance of it, the feminine brings to the table that, uh, that strength in family. The feminine brings to the table, the strength in dignity and, and honor. And so they, the feminine celebrates the success of males and celebrates the success of females. And so that's really important because in today's world, most women are told, you know, you need to raise your son as a feminist and you need to denigrate his masculinity, but that's not being feminine Mm. at all. That's being manipulative. And so I think it's really important to understand that what he's saying here in this particular thing is that your strength and dignity comes from your security in what you see happening in the future. You laugh at cause you see the days ahead is better, not worse. Why? Because you're watching over the affairs of your household.
1: Well, and it seems like the feminine just brings a joy and laughter in life, right? Yeah, absolutely. Here's
0: where you see the scriptures show that the feminine is strong because it's built on character, compassion, wisdom, and faithfulness.
1: I think that's probably why this passage ends with, uh, the way it does, where the the author says, um, verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate.
0: Yeah, a feminine is all about maturity. Uh, there's, uh, it's all the feminine, you know, most people say, well, the feminine is about sexual attraction. You know, it's like charm, you know, can you charm men? Uh, can you, uh, have a physical attractiveness? You know, that's really big. And, and, uh, I'll tell you the beauty industry for women is a multi-billion dollar industry, yes. you know, the fountain of youth for women. They mm-hmm. want to, they want to maintain that. Now I don't think there's anything wrong with pursuing, you know, I want to look my best, Mm -hmm. but the thing is, is that what he's saying here is that in the end though, what really makes you attractive is not your physical beauty because it's fleeting. What really makes you attractive is not your capacity to charm men, you know, and get them to do what you want. What, what really is attractive is when you find your identity in the Lord and you're secure in your relationship as a child of him. And so that's where honor and affirmation will come from. And that's how you become a mature woman. Uh, the, the, the everlasting impact of the feminine is a really good life. And so that's why women are so significant. And on Thursday, we'll talk about this. I'm really, uh, concerned that what a lot of people don't realize is that these political and philosophical ideologies, uh, social theory I- ideologies have as their end goal to completely eliminate the wonder and beauty of the feminine, mm. you know, And so we're going to dig into that on Thursday and really kind of reveal how valuable and how important women are when they're women. And so I think that's going to be a really great Salty Pastor to dig into.
1: Well, we encourage you guys to tune in for that episode because I'm sure it is going to be illuminating and <laughs> Pastor Doug is ready and raring to go. I mean, he'd probably want to record it today if he had the option, but we are excited to hear what he has to say about that on Thursday. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure you join the conversation. Um, look at these verses that we're reviewing and, and and study them for yourselves because we're not here just to talk at you, this is an interactive experience. You need to go deeper on these things, look at them yourselves and decide, do I agree or disagree with these thoughts and why, and then go from there. So we encourage you guys to join the conversation, leave a comment, um, on YouTube or on Apple podcasts, if that's something you would like to do. If you have questions, things of that nature. We love the, the feedback, um, that's super important to us and it helps us get exposed to more people on the Salty Pastor. So we love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you on Thursday here on the Salty Pastor podcast. Blessings.